It's like if a transformer opened a beer. <laughs> Clang. <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's my noise of a screwdriver. I don't think you've ever used a screwdriver. You've filmed me many times using a screwdriver. Yeah, I stand by it. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations in Cinema. My name is David. I'm joined by my good buddy, Josh. That's me. And you're all here listening in as we do something that's never been done before. Talk about movies on a podcast. Ooh. Uh, This episode, we are jumping... Into the blob of horribleness and We are hilarity. slithering into James oh, Gunn. <laughs> into, just into him. Yep. Uh, and uh, his first film, actually, yeah, his first thematically released film, Slither, 2006's Slither. Mm-hmm. As a director. Which just as a title makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like the word mm-hmm. Slither. Yeah. It's just, hmm. Which is, you know, it's a good choice then. Yeah. I didn't think about this, and uh, whenever we start, like said that we were going to watch this, that you don't go much for the horror. I don't, and I don't think this is really much of a, like it's not scary as much as it is just fucking gross, <laughs> and it, it it leans more towards the Shaun of the Dead style horror than yeah, actual it, scary stuff. It's kind of a a mashup of everything that people love about eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like body horror, there's a creature. lot of odes and tributes to a lot of. It kind of touches on almost all of them, mm-hmm. which I I really 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 liked. Um, what's your history with Slither? Because you've seen it, you've seen it before. This is my first time ever seeing. It. Mm-hmm. I have seen it Uno times before. I don't re- even really remember why I watched it. It probably was just available on Netflix, and I just was like, yeah, I'll watch this, mm-hmm. and I did. Yeah. And uh, I liked it then. I like it now. Yeah. Do you have any factoids on on the director before we jump into, sorry, before we slither into the plot? Yep, I sure do. Um, James Francis Gunn Jr. and I share the same birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. Different years. Oh, yeah, sure. You are are older than him. Yep. Just, Just by like two decades, three decades. 10 decades. Um, so according to uh, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say that. The Wax? Mm-hmm. James Gunn is, a, is a, an American film director, actor, producer, and screenwriter, mm-hmm. and former musician. Oddly, I would have had him pegged for a Canadian. I don't know why he just looks Canadian to me. <laughs> just all these <laughs> superhero celebrities, actors, and directors, and mm-hmm. everybody is basically Canucks. Yeah. Wait, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Canucks. Uh-huh. Is that a Canadian? Yeah. That's what that is? I'm pretty sure. I always thought a Canuck was like like a, an idiot or something. Like, look at that Canuck. Maybe it works both ways. Am I ways? saying a racial slur right now? Should I not be saying that? I don't know. I I have a tendency of saying words that I don't fully understand oh. behind it. And I'm also not going to look it up because I want to live in ignorant bliss. Uh-huh, sure. As most Americans should. <laughs> Um, should not. So he educate yourself. He began his career in the 1990s Mm -hmm. um, by being a screenwriter. 
Yeah. So his claim to fame as his start, which is like a crazy ass start, is that he worked on the Scooby Doo movies. That's he wrote them. That's right. So he worked at a, a small mom and pop. It's not really a small mom and pop store, but he worked doing independence and doing stuff like that and then ended up writing Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. So he had two massive box office successes as a screenwriter under yeah. his belt and then wrote uh, Slither, which he was not originally supposed to direct. He was on oh. uh, tap to direct something else. And then whenever he was doing rewrites of it or just kind of like punching it up, finishing it, mm-hmm. he just kind of fell in love with it. And mm. he was like, I want to direct it. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote for uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, or am I just thinking of somebody else? No, he, he did write that. Okay. So he did two Scooby-Doo's and then Dawn of the Dead, and then basically he's been doing his own shit ever since. Yeah, yeah. For the most part. He still will screenwrite and um, not direct it. Yeah. Because he did the Belco experiment in between right. Guardians of the Galaxies, which was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Had Ezra Miller in it, correct? And it's a true story, right? It's like it's it's the story of the the. Um, or am I thinking of some other thing where it's like a experiment, an experiment in the seventies, where they took uh, college students and had half of them be prisoners, the other half be, uh, the prison guards, and they had them in there for a week, and it just evolved into chaos. Am I thinking of like something completely different? I think you are. That might be where he got the idea from it, but. Mm. The plot of that movie is that everybody gets trapped in their office building and then certain members of the staff decide that they're going to take control and they just, uh, I think that like there's a voice over the speaker mm-hmm. that was like only one person can survive or, and they just start killing each other. Oh, okay. So still, still dark. Mm-hmm. Um, still gory too. My first film ever, my first James Gunn film was like many people guardians one guardians of the galaxy yeah which is one, my favorite marvel movie to this day hooked on a well and apparently he was also in a band that wrote music that w- did stuff oh. so that kind of i think makes sense for how musically inclined he is in his movies mm-hmm because you see it in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that is every, very much a style yeah. of his. Yeah, and he says that he he usually while he's writing a script, he chooses songs for the movie mm-hmm. and kind of uses that those songs as inspiration for themes, for scenes, for character motivations, etc. Yeah, cuz he I remember him and Edgar Wright were chit-chatting because he had just done Guardians and Edgar was working on Ant-Man. Baby Driver. Well, Ant-Man, then Baby Driver, yes. Yeah, but he was talking to him about picking songs for the movie and, like, how to, not basically how to do it, but just, I guess, giving... Giving pointers? Yeah. Yeah. Giving notes on the notes. <laughs> huh. Um, but so, Gunn has co- co-writing on oh boy. the Marvel Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. He did not write them solely but he has written some words on all pages yeah for all of his and at least the story is by him for yeah. sure and then he also helped with uh writing for uh 
the last two Avengers movies because, you know, Guardians were in there, so they kind of mm-hmm. like gave them pointers on, hey, this is what this character would say. This is, you know, yeah. to keep it in line with different visions, which, oh, my God, that whole undertaking. I hope they do. Have they done a, a full documentary on the making of those two movies, Infinity War and Endgame? I think so. There might be. I, Disney Plus keeps coming out with just mm. random stuff behind that's, the scenes of making true. of everything, yeah. so it's kind of hard to keep tabs. Yeah. The Loki but, one was really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but he has had his his fingers in all filmmaking pies. Like, he knows how the filmmaking process works. Mm-hmm. I think Soup to Nuts, he can produce a movie – write a movie, direct a movie, star in a movie. Yeah. Location scout for a movie. Like, he's done everything. Yeah, he's very hands-on that way. Which is insane to think that this is his first movie as a director, and he basically already has success from a studio standpoint. Yep. He's bankable. Yeah. And then goes from this to making Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which, Guardians 1 came out, like, 2008. 13 I want to say somewhere around there yeah 2014 maybe man that seems like 2014 it seems like such a long time ago but it isn't but it is but time um but slither yeah so slither is his first writing and directing debut yeah, yeah. and this one is about uh, essentially uh, a meteor falls to earth Mm-hmm. There's an alien organism that hitched a ride on that meteor, mm-hmm. uh, and then it infects a town. Mm-hmm. Chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Things explode and pop mm-hmm. and slither around, and it is real nasty but really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the only way James Gunn can do it. Uh, and I, from the get-go, when when the uh, meteor lands, you know, you have the, the, the cops talking, and you immediately get the impression of, uh, this is a very small town and the, the vibe that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say it right off the bat. I love the world building in this movie, which yeah. seems odd to say, cause it's like a small town. It's technically, I bet you it's filmed in Canada. It was Vancouver. Yeah, of course. Uh, but it's like small, just a small Southern town where everybody's, you know, kind of talking like this and going who how and heating and the, the boot and then the, stuff yeah uh, everybody's southern's accents yeah. kind of kind of come and go a little bit yeah uh but i love the world building because all the care the characters felt really real mm-hmm. um especially the smaller tertiary characters the yeah background actors um they looked like real people uh i don't know just the vibe i really dug it and all the caricatures that were around the the you know so you want sleazy mayor the the good-looking police chief, the the beautiful trophy wife who wants more, you know, the, the the all of them are there. The idiot detective, you know, and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Yeah, all your kind of generic horror tropes mm-hmm. are there. Yeah. Um. So, fun factoid: all the the people in the opening montage, mm-hmm. most of those are crew. Oh hell yeah! Cool. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of cool, and I. Not to say of how those people look, but the way that they portrayed them, mm-hmm. it was just like, man, not a lot of winners in this town. Not a <laughs> lot of winners. No, no, no. Yeah. There's a, there's a, not much to be had here. No. Except a deer hunting festival. Yeah. Yeah. There's something weird about shooting baby deer in the face. <laughs> there's so, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to skip right to it. 
because there are a lot of zingers in this movie mm-hmm. that I love. And maybe we can even use this as a structure to go through the plot in a chronological order kind of way. Yeah, because I wrote down a couple of quotes too. Yeah. Um, At least one. <laughs> but essentially, uh, yeah, I'll just also read the quotes and we'll, we'll just, we'll, z- oh, we'll just, slither back and forth. Okay. You're as gonna, we want to do. You're just going to slither on through those quotes. Yeah. So. No context for any of these. We can give context if we want, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> first one. Mm-hmm. Damn, girl, you are chocolate for the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or this one got me a holler. This one had me laughing out loud. Oh, my God, baby, what happened to your face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like finding a needle in a fuck stack. I wrote that one down. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start using that one. And then you said squid. It got worse. <laughs> um, and then this one caught me off guard real hard. It looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. <laughs> yeah. I, that one that one didn't land. Like, that's funny, but that one didn't land for me. It was me. real out of left field. Yeah, because it, it, it was a funny line to be a funny line. Yeah. More, and granted, it came from one of the deputies that we have it's no his, content. I think it's his only line in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Just a super decrepit police officer. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one. Oh, marriage is a sacred bond. Mm-hmm. Just the context for that is just hilarious. There's a line. I, I didn't write it down. Um but it's when the mayor's asking about the female deputy and one of the other deputies to basically say that she's a lesbian. He uses the term. She brings a lunchbox for, <laughs> yeah. She. He's like, Oh, he's like, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and then another, the, the mayor, whenever they're hunting down the monster and he, the mayor's like shouting out like, what are you a pussy? Come out, face mm-hmm. it like a man. And then, one of the police officers look at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And he shrugs psychology, psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then of course the, I think this was probably the most classic line from this movie. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with me. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) something is, and we'll get context for all this. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a couple more praise Jesus. That's fucking pushing it. And then another one, I watch Animal Planet all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Or, or this is a winner. This is Family Fun Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the funniest part of the movie. I'll say that one for last. Uh, that's kind of negative. Well, it's been that kind of day. <laughs> it's been that kind of day. Or, yeah, because uh, Nathan Fillion has a line to where he's just, oh, what does he say? I almost wrote it down. But it was basically like, all this bullshit starting to hurt my sunny or my, my sunny disposition. My sunny disposition. That's so good. Nathan Fillion's an international treasure. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's Canadian. Good old Private Ryan. The wrong one. Yeah, the wrong one. That's a deep cut. If you know where that's from, mm-hmm. good on you. Hogan's Heroes. And then, well, now that is some fucked up shit. <laughs> when the big fat naked dude just wading into the flesh mound. Mm-hmm. That's that's so, what happened. I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. It's what happened. Well, that's um, an accurate description. My favorite line of the whole movie is uh, "Bitch is hardcore." Yeah, <laughs> the fav- my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> it, 
because they're just sitting in the car watching her stab this poor mm-hmm. man who's just flailing about, twitching about on the ground with like a rebar pole. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, we'll, the, yeah, so we'll go back to the. the this is yeah. this is a good time to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, do you think that this movie is a horror movie, mm-hmm. a comedy movie, mm-hmm. an amalgamation of both? What do you think that they were setting out to make? The answer is yes. Because uh, they set out to make kind of a horror movie that just had funny things in it because of the lines and the actors sure. and everything, but it is not a funny movie. I think it, I think it, oh man, I don't know. I think that it, it rides the line between, I don't think it's a full on horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough horror, horror, like jump. I think, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the delivery of the dialogue mm-hmm. or people's reaction to things. Yeah. Because, like, for example, anything Nathan Fillion reacts to, it's usually, like, in a very Nathan Fillion kind of way. Yeah. Where he's like, well, that's ain't, that ain't natural. That when, ain't, you know, it's it's people's reaction to the scary stuff that makes it not as scary. It makes it more funny. Yes. So you ha- the, the environment and everything going on is scary. Yes. But the people that we are on the journey with mm-hmm. make it not scary. Right, right. Which is, I believe, what they set out to do. Yeah. Um. So I like there's a lot of homages to this in in, the, in this movie. Yes. I may kind of made a list of them. Um, do you have anything that you any of them that you know off the top of your head? Uh, the blob is one The blob evil dead intro where mm-hmm. going through the woods going through the woods mm-hmm. that zooms in on the egg. I noticed that. I mean, invasion of the body snatchers is an obvious one. Yeah. Um, probably. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. or even like even like Swamp Thing, kind of, where it's it's that that thing of the monster is in love with the woman. Yeah, Frankenstein the monster. Frankenstein the monster. Yeah. And she's even like a a pretty blonde, like in King Kong. Yeah, you know, in a, in like a nightgown. Which Gunn said on the casting of of that character that he wanted it to be like that Hitchcockian mm-hmm. blonde damsel in distress. And again, Hitchcock, it's like psycho him looking at her in the shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of, of references to stuff. Yeah. Um, even like kind of alien in a way because mm-hmm. of just the egg. Yeah. Let's lean down towards the egg that has a vagina shape. Mm-hmm. That's, Man, shoot a barb at you. Let's just can we let's talk about our our, our good our good pal Michael Rooker. Uh huh. Which this is their first time collaborating together. Really? I'm pretty sure. I would have sworn they were probably friends before this. Well, because I I read something about how Gunn basically had him in mind whenever he was finishing writing the screenplay, and he had seen him in, um. A serial killer movie? Or what? Michael Rooker in a serial killer movie? Right. Um, and he just liked his performance. Yeah. So basically started to write the character Around for him. him. Yeah. What, answer me this honestly. Would you ever want to be in the same room alone with Michael Rooker? Just in general? Just in general. I would be okay with it. I'd be terrified the yeah, entire would time. Yeah, you, would you, you would not be at ease. Mm-hmm. The man, I mean, I guess to his credit, I'm sure he's a nice gentleman. Oh yeah, creepy, creepy, creepy man. No, Just he like can... every line of dialogue he mm-hmm. says, and even like 
even when he's Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's blue and he has a big orange fin, mm-hmm. he just talks the same way. He's just always kind of this sleazy. He's what you think of when you think a sleazy redneck guy. Am I wrong? What what I kind of like in it too is the fact that he's probably a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Once you get to know him, and he's not acting on camera like behind the camera, but he could probably just fuck you up. Yeah, he probably has a past. Yeah, like that's that's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah, um, I, I'm moving on to another trope. I love, the, oh, of course, he's. They're 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 going to the woods to have sex. No, of she course. was going to the woods to show him well, the yeah. heart. Well, that yeah, she to made. have sex with him. No, she was showing him a heart because it's romantic. Yeah, to bone him. Yeah, it's a rom com. Of course, yeah, uh, but it's just another trope. Like anybody who ever goes to the woods to make out at all, mm-hmm. you will die first. <laughs> and they don't die first necessarily, but they get infected first. Well, he does. He does. And then goes to kill her. Later. And it was an interesting choice to show like that. What do you think of that that X ray shot? Like, whew, that was not a good choice. I think that it was the the means to an end to show how it was infecting him to where it was his brain, and then you could kind of see that battle between him being himself and him fighting the creature inside of him. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. So was he self aware? You think? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of trapped inside of his own body. I think so. And that's why he was crying whenever he came back home and, uh, like, is going to make love to his wife. Yeah. Or she tries to put the moves. She puts put the him moves on the mood. him. Yeah. Um, and he's crying and, and he's like, because he's, he's trapped and he has, he's not in control. Well, because the point for me that, that signifies that that's the way that it is, is the shower scene to mm-hmm. where the chess creature in him is like, I want to impregnate her with all the slither babies Mm -hmm. and goes to do it. And then whenever he sees her, he's able to tamp it down and get the fuck out. Yeah. And then just go dump slither babies into some random whore. Man, (laughs) that, uh, (laughs) that was a very uncomfortable scene. (laughs) I don't, I don't usually go for rape scenes and, in my movies, it was oddly sexual. Yeah, it was very no, no. It was just rapey. No, it was oddly sexual because <laughs> oddly they sexual, they weren't having rapey. They weren't having the sexes. I mean, it was kind of. He was impregnating the alien was impregnating the woman with slither babies against mm-hmm. her will. Uh, <laughs> with with mm-hmm. oddly hilarious results. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But, um, hmm. So also, I, d- I do not enjoy any facial expressions that were being made in that scene. <laughs> I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's the point. I know it is, and it's kind of done to hilarious effect because it really does all. It always, no matter how horrific any of these scenes are, it always circles back around to being absurd. Yes, I think and it's th- very self-aware. That yes, is, which I appreciate. Well, and so. One of the things to kind of touch on is I'm not sure if you noticed it, but the the pacing of the movie. Hmm. So the first act feels kind of slow because that's kind of how it's supposed yeah, to feel. First act, yeah. 
but then as stuff starts to happen, mm-hmm. everything speeds up. The editing speeds up. The time between scenes speed. Everything goes faster. But yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a slow burn until we get to the second act, um, which I thought was kind of a good pacing because it's supposed to be that small town. Everything's slow. Everybody knows each other, mm-hmm. and I thought that it it did a good job there yeah yeah because it's the first act alien lands infects somebody and it's all about but i mean th- like that person he doesn't get learning inf- how he's infected and then there's some secret stuff we're not really sure what's going on we know something nefarious is happening mm-hmm. it's just kind of fleshing out the rest of the characters second act begins whenever he's uh stolen the girl and uh, tries to kill his wife mm-hmm. and is on the run uh, it got worse. I thought you said it was a squid. It got worse. It got worse. Um, slices that dude in half, which I appreciated that visual effect. Mm-hmm. Like, like a good disembowelment in my movies. So all the, for the majority, a lot of the effects were practical, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate because I still, I think it's one of the things that makes movies that were made at the beginning of CG. And I feel like we'll think the same thing for a lot of movies that rely on CG so heavily now. Yeah. Whenever we watch them 10, 20 years from now, that we'll just be like, oh, this looks like garbage. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate whenever it's practical effects over the CG. For sure. Um, so like the scene in the when they confront the monster after he killed before he slices the dude. Yeah, out in the field. Yeah, yeah so that's all practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's seven puppeteers that are hiding. Hey, James Gunn. Did you need that much that much pus? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the monster is so pussy. Mm-hmm. It is leaking out of every orifice, every all just the flesh mound squid mm-hmm. thing. He uh, awesome creature design. Yeah, I I think I saw somewhere that said that it was seven hours of makeup. Makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot, especially there towards the end as it slowly progresses mm-hmm. and gets worse. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, then, yeah. So speaking of creature stuff, just real quick, yeah, yeah. How much meat do you keep in your fridge, just on random hand? Right now, I've got brats, I've got deer sausage, I've got chicken, and I've got fish. Mm-hmm. Do you have like ten containers of all of that stuff? No, I don't. because whenever he gets home and yeah, just goes, I that meat, too. and then he just starts stacking. I was like, why do you have so much meat, man? I know. I know. I wrote it down. Meat. 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 Mm-hmm. Meat. So good. So disgusting. Oh, yeah. Just just so nasty. Um, so the second act, they hunt him down. They realize, oh, my God, something crazy is happening. And it's kind of that accelerating action. Third act begins. Uh, what would you say the third act begins? Whenever the, the woman explodes? Yeah. Or or whenever like it's the bathtub scene is probably the beginning of the third act. No. Nah. Like the proper beginning of the third act when it, when it's starting to really spread. Yeah. Cuz I think the the end of the second act is like, is, is after like it's the aftermath of that. Mhm. Which I saw a deal where Gunn was saying that they kept working on that design and they of were her? Yeah. Her monster? Yeah, cuz let's talk about that scene. He's like, I want her to look like a boob with her head being the nipple, basically. Oh, that's not what I got. I, I just thought it was a nasty, balloon, pus-filled balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they hunt. They're chasing down the monster because tried to kill his wife, got caught. He's just slithering at alarming speeds. And I wrote down in my notes, and I need to ask you this question. Uh, 
What would you do if you were in a field with that thing and it just sliced somebody in half and then then slithered away at that speed into the woods? Would you A, run after it, mm-hmm. B, go back home, or C, what I would do, move to a different continent? <laughs> I would yeet out of there so fast. Mm-hmm. I think that's what most most logical people would pause for a moment. Mm-hmm. I would have to feel very secure in the firepower that I brought with me. Sure. Not the just <laughs> pump shotgun and revolvers that they have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I was disappointed there was no flamethrowers in this movie. Mhm. There there was such a an opportunity to pull like a tremors and have just like the crazy the government conspiracy people that just have a bunker full oh, of, yeah, sure. of like grenade launchers and um, Agent Orange and just like crazy shit mm-hmm. that you're like, why do you have this? I will say, kind of uh, jumping ahead part, uh, I did appreciate that the the uh, foreshadowing of the grenade mm-hmm. paid off in the way it didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he saw there was, they're arming up to go chase this guy down and there's a grenade in the, in the gun locker at the police station. And... Uh, looks at it as like, ah, we don't need it. We have enough. And he closes the thing. And I'm like, ah, that's going to come into play in the third act. That's how they're going to kill the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then go back to the police station in the third act, kill the big bad guy, grabs a grenade, throws it at him, and then just swats it away into the pool. Yeah, and it blows and up. And it's in hilarious. The pool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it very much. Much, much respect. But that creature design, because they chase him down through the field, show up at the barn where they. they hear the woman that he might have kidnapped inside mm-hmm. they open it and she's just a big balloon of flesh mm-hmm. and it's real disgusting which her first i think the first thing she said is i didn't want y'all to see me like this <laughs> and she's like something's wrong with me something's wrong with me um and then like the sound it makes when she starts tearing apart ew mm-hmm. ew and then then she essentially is a balloon that pops mm-hmm. with a bunch of slither babies that just start covering just all the everybody. shapes. Yeah. And just start going into people through the mouth. Anybody ever think about just biting down? Well, yeah, the girl in the bathtub. It's true. With the, with the nails. Well, she did the nails and she bit down on mm-hmm. it. They're Ugh. Japanese. <laughs> Cause foreign's fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Um, so, so it was disgusting. Uh, made my butthole pucker, and uh, um, they escape into the into the forest to infect the rest of the town, and that's the end of the second act. Mm-hmm. And then we have the bathtub scene, which I feel is again another kind of iconic horror thing, where a, it's very a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Yes, right. Yes, and it it also kind of plays into that um, unsuspicious female like yeah kind of thing like she's not paying attention world yeah Mm -hmm. so super vulnerable yeah um real quick to backtrack yeah i mean we're going all over the place so we're not backtracking all over the place yeah um i think that this might be the first movie that we've watched for the podcast yeah that shows the passage of time with a title because after after he tries to strangle her and runs away with his squid arm that just flopped all over the place, <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. He was just like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Which apparently Michael, uh, he uh, dislocated his shoulder doing that. Oh, in the prosthetic or whatever it was? I guess, and maybe that's it was why. just it, too much weight? Yeah. Sorry, I had a stroke there whenever I tried to say 
so 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 uh, shoulder yep <sighs> i am broken drink the water by the way we're not drinking beer today because it's fucking abysmally hot outside so mm-hmm. we're being responsible and drinking water before we go and drink more beer yeah <laughs> at, a, at a brewery after it's this. called pacing yes um but after after that scene mm-hmm. we get a title card that says three days later oh i didn't pay attention to that yeah and it's the i don't i don't think any of the ones it's i think it works for for this movie because it's not like this movie's trying to be something more than what it is Mm -hmm. so it works to show to have time pass that Mm -hmm. way yeah because you need time for the monsters to get bigger yeah um but after after that the rest of the movie takes place in one night yeah the the thing after the bathtub scene where she it it, it gets partway in, in the girl's mouth mm-hmm. and uh it's the symbolism is very obvious you know it's it's anyway very just the phallic nature of it mm-hmm. um but she gets like the vision of the alien conquering worlds and yeah. hive mind again it's like independence day hive mind these aliens need to like Welcome learn how to, to dissociate you know what i mean <laughs> become individuals self-actualize yeah you know it's just the you're just so vulnerable well because that that brings up a good point so it is an alien yeah and they are hive mind but yet uh michael michael's character is able to talk through all of them they're all essentially him so because he gets infected by this thing yeah so is he now the the organism or is he still like is it like a partnership i don't know it's never really fully explained which is fine because they didn't need to like really like at the end of the day no these are the questions these are the questions that we need answered okay so i think that gun uh he's like he is the the organism that infected him Mm -hmm. is the main organ is the main slither right yeah all the other slithers are just like, you know, extensions of himself, of, mm-hmm. of themselves, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that's why he's, if he, whenever he gets popped, everybody else dies because he is holding the, the OG host. Yeah. He is the OG host. Yeah. That's why. That makes sense. Um, but I did write down after she escapes the the bathroom in the house. Mm-hmm. By the way, when there was that scene whenever because it's their field or whatever that they're going to go hunt down the guy and so they pass by mm-hmm. and they're all having a nice family dinner i was like oh these nice girls are going to die aren't they <laughs> like i was like this whole family's going to die yeah obviously there's no other reason to show innocent children other than to just murder yeah. them later yeah um but i wrote down i do love a good blood splatter in the face because <laughs> she walks out and just turns to her mom just immediately vomits blood in her face like yeah that's a good one. I read that um, they only had three uh, types of that sweater, so they only had three chances to get it right. Oh, yeah. And the first two didn't work. Ooh. So that's the third take. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, I love those restrictions on like low-budget horror films. Mm-hmm. It really did feel like a, a kind of like a, 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 not a student film, but like just a f- movie you'd make with with buddies. Yeah, because it's it's just, it looks like it's fun. Yeah, 100%. Uh, which, 
I guess it wasn't fun to shoot because they were shooting in Vancouver at night. And it gets kind of cold. Yeah. Although I, I, I bet you for once people in prosthetics were like, oh, thank God. It's so nice and steamy in here. <laughs> yeah. ah. It's my own sauna in this in this thank, rubber suit. Yeah. Thank God I have all this fake blubber around oh, me. Oh, God. Um, I did. Um, I think that the, the writing, the acting, everything in this works really perfect together mm-hmm. because you have this balance of like whenever the teenage daughters trapped in the truck and the family's outside and the <laughs> it's family, family fun, fun night <laughs> yeah uh and the two little sisters which put kids Dude, in a movie fuck you those were so creepy fucking creepy but then like they say some of the funny <laughs> shit <laughs> and it just it kind of it, it you know it rides that line it, it's not it cool. reels you in and then yes. like lets you go it's Brilliant writing by James Gunn, mm-hmm. really. And, I mean, credit to the actors as well for delivering it in such a great way. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, so they, they run back. They get in the car. They rescue the girl from their from her family. Mm-hmm. And they head off downtown to get to, I don't know, kill the... Oh, it's no. while they're going away that she's like, oh, yeah, I saw... He's the high, He's the main guy. We kill him. They're all hive mind. Yeah. So they're going to the police station mm-hmm. to get Pam from the office. Pam is, Pam is in this, yes. To I think in, call, in her wardrobe from the office because she's just in a sweater. To call the CDC oh. to figure out what's going on. Um, so uh, Jenna Fisher was actually on break from the office oh. and was visiting her husband because her husband works in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there basically on vacation mm-hmm. and James picked her up to just do that role for fun. Yeah. Basically. So she was, she you did want to be like, another receptionist. Yeah. They did like two days. Cause it was kind of like a homage, like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, like, Hey, it's Pam from the office. Yeah. Cause being that was a like secretary. The office for, in its heyday was yeah. like, Oh six, Oh eight kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, then the deer attacks, which came out of fucking nowhere. So that's my favorite part. Is, is it really? Is when Nathan Fillion gets his ass handed to him by a, a by zombie an deer. obviously <laughs> fake deer that somebody's just holding the head and just like the, slamming it down on him. It's the deer hilarious. punches him in the face. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I guess since it's a deer, it's a kick. Yeah. I mean, that's how deer kill a lot of people every year mm-hmm. by just stomping him to death. But it, it, it was, was great. And then just, so funny. And then the girl just shows up and hits him in the face with a... Mm-hmm. Fire extinguisher, and I love that line to where, <laughs> whenever he's just like, "I'm going to tell people that I saved you from a deer," <laughs> and then the, it pays off at the end. Like, "Hey, tell her about it. I saved you from that deer." Yeah, <laughs> he saved me from a deer. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's nice. Um, God, and then of course there's the final showdown. Uh, uh, Starla, who's the 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 wife, the bride of Frankenstein, gets mm-hmm. bride of Frankenstein, and um, and you know, uh, they have the showdown and did you, blood and I thought Nathan Fillion was going to die. Me too. That would have been, if, if it was more of a horror movie, I think that he would have, yeah, he would have sacrificed himself, mm-hmm. like blew himself up. Um, did you notice James Gunn's brother, Sean, mm-hmm, I did Sean Gunn in the blob of people. I did. Yep. And James Gunn himself is in this. He's in like in the first couple minutes yeah as a teacher i think four minutes and 19 seconds yeah i wrote it down 419 um what do you think about that explosion effect though because all the monster and blood splatter effects were so good throughout the movie mm-hmm. and then this one just looked really really bad yeah for the climax it really it was anti i think that it kind of just suffers from the budget constraints of it all you think so 
because probably couldn't do it practically. Probably not mm-hmm. because they, I don't, I mean, they could have shot on, I think a lot of it was happening on location. Some of it might've been in studio, yeah. but I doubt they had the budget to actually blow up the, the prosthetics five, six times. Oh, sure. No, and, that makes sense. And potentially destroy. Cause it's a lot of the stuff. house. No, yeah. that's very true. So I think it was more of the budget constraints of it than, I thought it was interesting, though, to essentially pump him full of propane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did love that. Just there's all the, there's like the how like the plot hole, like little one liner fixers to where she's like, oh, when Nathan Fillion gets stabbed <laughs> and you're just That's like, right. oh, he's going to be impregnated. And then the girl's like, no, you have to have two of those two both of those jabs to. Oh, shit, I can't even remember how you have to have two to get the slithers in you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, so then he's fine. And he's like, oh, thank, oh, that's great. He's like, he, he's like, ah, that's great. Yeah, great. <laughs> and then they walk away, and I, I love it in horror movies or just these kind of movies where it, they show the aftermath, like the morning after. Yeah, and the like, kind of the walk of shame in a way, mm-hmm. where everybody's just bloodied, shocked, like trauma, obviously traumatized. Yeah, and uh, bloodied so, up, and they just. Surrounded by just their dead townsfolk, and they just they just walk down the road, mm-hmm. um, in a very and Rambo style at the end, or just the lingering credit shot. Um, just something so funny about how I was like, oh, now it's just back to normal life. No, and he was just like, there's a there's a hospital 14 miles down the road. Yeah, we'll just walk. Yeah. Um, is there anything about James Gunn's style that you notice? I think. It, a lot of his strength is in his writing. Mm-hmm. But well, because I was kind of thinking about that because we we've kind of discovered with like Martin Scorsese, he's a fantastic director, but I think he's very much like an actor's director, yeah. or maybe not even an actor's director. He's a story director. Yeah, story's king in his movies. Mm. As but he has really good style and everything. Um, Danny Villeneuve is very much the style. Mm-hmm. The what's on screen takes yeah the visual preced- yeah takes precedence over everything else yeah but yet still gets good performances out of everybody yeah um John Favreau I think was very much an actor's actor yeah like he's very much a collaborator director mm-hmm. yeah so with with Gun I think you kind of see for the first time a director whose strength is in writing yeah I think he's not to downplay any of the other things that, but I think you can see him in the, the dialogue, mm-hmm. the references to everything. Yeah. And kind of like we touched on a little bit ago, the music that's used. Yeah. He very specifically writes music into his script. So I think that that's basically the touch that you see, not so much the way that he uses a camera. Yeah. No, I, I'm hundred percent on board with that. He's a right. He was a writer first. So and it and it makes sense that mm-hmm. you know, he would, his style would indicate that. Yeah. Um, and man, I love it. I I really dug this movie. I don't like horror movies, but it was just on enough on the, the uh, the charming. Yeah. Every sarcastic. time, like, every time it almost got too much, it it mm-hmm. it had some. And it was beef. almost too gross for me. Not like I would, you know. It's just I don't get squeamish really. I'm just kind of like that's just really unpleasant to watch. <laughs> Just, but it was self enough aware because she was like, "Something's wrong with me." Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so one, yeah, one thing that I did notice 
is that I thought that this movie looked really good mm-hmm. for just the lighting of it. Yeah. The shots, like everything looked crisp and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up the cinematographer is Gregory, Gregory Middleton. Mm-hmm. He did six episodes of Game of Thrones oh. and three episodes of Watchmen. Interessante. Um, and I know that the um, composer, Tyler Bates, uh, he's moved on to do a lot of stuff. Um, trying to find his... Well, on so one of the reasons that uh, they chose the that Air Supply song for their, their song mm-hmm. is um, James thought that it sounded creepy, like the words mm-hmm. of it, and... I think he said it was kind of stalkerish. Oh, he's a long time. He, yeah, he he's done a lot of movies with uh, Zack Snyder, so mm. like Three Hundred and uh, 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 Dawn of the Dead, and et cetera, et cetera. Sucker Punch. <laughs> Suckers, suckers. Uh, he also composed a score for Guardians of the Galaxy. That kind of makes so, sense. I think he did for two as well, and then he also composed the score for John Wick. Um. And Atomic Blonde, which I haven't seen still, oddly enough. Oh, I saw it. Hmm. 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 Worked a lot with Marilyn Manson, hmm. who was uh, not the best guy, apparently. Shocker. Um, but back to Slither. It slithered its way into my heart. Mm-hmm. So overall, never, I might. Wa- I would honestly, I would watch it again with some with people. Well, because it. It was basically a box office flop. Sure, of course. Who? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I thought was kind of nice is because it was done by Golden Circle, who works with Universal. Universal, yeah. Um, one of the things that they, the studio exec, was saying is that they were kind of hoping with this that it would bring to light and get people passionate about like the subgenre of horror, mm-hmm. and and kind of bring this into the spotlight and get people interested in it so that they could do more of it. And it just didn't really pay off that yeah, way. People like their, their supernatural jump scare movies, but that, yeah. Um, monster movies aren't really a thing anymore. Which yeah. Is a I do think that it has a good cult following. Mm-hmm. So I think that in the long run, it's probably made its money. And I know, I think Elizabeth Banks says that she gets a lot of comments about being in this movie. Yeah. So I mean, it worked out well for James Gunn. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, basically everybody involved. Yeah. Um. Man. What do so you think y- about the the? This is a gross a gross check with you. What do uh, you think about the mayor with the little slither sack on his neck? <laughs> the sl- It was like in frame for like a second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it was just so funny because that's where he got stuck. So oh, right. that's where basically where you get stuck uh-huh. is where you get impregnated. So oh, it's it it like this whole big ass gourd. Oh, God, it was just uh, well, I'm trying to think of the grossest thing in the movie. I mean, the balloon lady wasn't really that gross. I mean, it was it was more funny than it was gross. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, yeah, 100%. The gross thing was near the end where, where Nathan Fillion says, now that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> Whenever the big, fat, naked guy, because they're like all assimilating. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy who's infected, he just walks up, takes off his clothes. He's big, buck-ass nude, very obese, mm-hmm. and just like, literally wades into the sea just of flesh. Like leans just into. leans into it. Mm-hmm. And they, I bet you they probably filmed that in reverse, where it, in in actuality he was pulling himself out of the slime and stuff so they get like that stringy uh adherence well there was an edit so whenever he goes Mm -hmm. to like lay himself on it then we cut to the side and he's probably the reverse he's he's already Mm -hmm. has the goop on him yeah that was that was disgusting just as a concept Mm -hmm. uh but again it was it was uh counteracted by a hilarious line (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you know which I think is probably the more real because I was sitting there thinking one of the things that I kind of like to do is to play like, what if this mm-hmm. happened to me? Kind yeah. Of deal. Like, how would you react? How would you deal with people? Like if the, the bathtub girl said like, I saw a vision of the home planet of where this is. It's mm-hmm. just like, do you just immediately go like, well, I've seen this in movies, so I'm going to just buy into this. Or you're just like, what? You're crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I would just buy into it because mm-hmm. like, it's just what we're used to. It's what we're used to. And like I said, I, I've said before, uh, I felt like, I mean, the pandemic was not great for anyone, mm-hmm. but in a, in a weird way, a lot of us were mentally we were, we were able to com- compute with it mm-hmm. because we're like, Oh yeah, it's the apocalypse checks out. Yep. And you're just like, cool. Yep. So I don't, anyway, but, yeah, Australia's on fire. Yeah, checks out. Whatever. But uh, no, I think I would do. I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> if somebody came to me, and was like, hey, magic's real. Uh, somebody it just like transformed that thing into like a dragon. I'm like, I'll, I'll be shocked, and then be like, yeah, okay, cool. Do you believe in witchcraft? You know what they say about uh, <laughs> witchcraft? Nope. No nope. more. You move. The pinky finger in a hexagonal pattern. The faster it goes, you, the faster you diddle the air. This is the more potent, oddly sexual. I the feel. magical explosion will be. Now you don't want to focus so much on the violence of it. You want to focus on how it makes you feel in the heart. I know everybody thinks not that we're probably going sense. for an end, but we're not. But in a, no, we're not. <laughs> I right, have that, one more question for you. I'm gonna just go face the corner. Goodbye. Out of a uh, uh, a James Gunn six shooter, how many James Gunn bullets do you give this? One out of six. Five out of six. Five out of six. I'd agree. Back to my magic class, boys and, and girls. Bye.